Welcome to Linda's Corner. My name is Linda Bjork, and today we're going to be talking about getting over pain and enjoying life. I'm delighted to welcome special guest, Dr. Hema Mortha from Ottawa, Canada. Hema is the author of Professional Woman's Guide to Handling Stress. She is also an advanced yoga instructor, certified online personal trainer, nutritional coach, expert in East Indian philosophy, and she's listed in Who's Who in the World. She helps women over 50 get rid of pain issues from activity so they can enjoy life. You can reach Hema at her website, getshanti.com, where she offers a free ebook, The Six-Day Mobility Challenge Workbook, and I'll include a link in the description. Welcome, Hema. I'm so glad that you could join with me today. I'm ecstatic to talk to you, Linda. It was amazing for having me here. It's, I'm so thrilled. Thank you. And I am in your demographic. I am a woman over 50, so I am so excited for you to teach me all of your ways. And in our little pre-chat, I learned that not only do you do all of the amazing things that you mentioned in your bio, but you're also a doctor of, did you say it was aerospace engineering? Aerospace engineering. That's correct. Yes. Wow. Okay. So can I hear your story? Cause that's a little different from what you're doing now. So what led you from where you were to where you are now? Well, I, I still am an engineer. I think you never lose that your original occupation because, you know, work and things that you're associated with to get to the, the specific answer is that I see the body as an engineering issue. And I started my business uh, way back 15 years ago or so trying to answer that fundamental question. And I felt like as that, as that, well, not at the time, but as a women demographic in general, I felt were not being trained properly by the fitness world, was not catering to their specific interests and needs at the time that I was always into, into fitness training. And I uh, felt that the industry wasn't serving me and I had to dig up my own solutions to my own issues whatever they may be. And uh, I felt, well, as an engineer, how would I think of this problem? And my mind just rolled out into autopilot and said, well, here's an engineering problem. There's a system, there's a body, it performs a certain way. There's this inputs, this is the performance and this is the output. Why are we not catering to that template of um, the female performance parameters, which are different? And I thought, why are people ignoring that? So I just use my engineering abilities to create a new model and it's been working really well. And uh, people feel, you know, on the receiving end, they feel that there is this individualistic approach and more catering to specifically to the female needs. Um, now with the, and as you added the demographic issue with the age, I noticed that vector, you know, also playing into training principles and not in the, you know, not in the level zero where the obvious way but just a very deep way. Um, and it doesn't have to be medical. It has to be to deal with the social uh, aspects of the being, you know, the women over 50 audience, the demographic. I think we all understand it, but to explain it to somebody who's not in that demographic is just really literally not a possibility. It's going to come out like some approximation and a guesswork. But if you're experiencing it yourself, it's almost like if that person was in there, you just reach out your hand and touch them and go, I get you, I'm going to fix this and you're going to be better tomorrow. And it's that communication, I think, that speaks to my clientele. The fact that I, I just really get them at a really intimate level because I don't have to guess. <laughs> and as, a, as an engineering problem, it comes down to just defining what system is not properly engaging? What is it that I need to give you as a suggestion so you can figure out and fix 
whatever is not functioning. So in most cases, a lot of it is accountability, for example, and just having me talk to them and be in their corner, uh, almost half solves some of the problems, some of the issues, really? um, you know, we can get into the pain and, and all of that. But yes, I did write a book on the stress management. And in doing that, I found out that there's a lot of, and if, if you go through that book, you'll find people will come to me and say, yeah, it's kind of written like an engineering book, but it makes so much sense. It's not one that I can't understand, but one where, yeah, it's making sense to me because it's just very logical rather than saying, here's a bunch of things that you don't have time to do. And that's why you're in this pickle you're in. Good luck <laughs> with that. Adios. If you want to see me, you can walk over to the gym where we train 50 men and then you can walk into the middle of that. Have a, have a nice day. You know, so I think that was the model that, that I saw around. Oh, good luck fitting into their weight room. Uh, sorry. No, there's no room for you with your light weights. Go over there. So this kind of kind of thinking was prevalent when I started my business. Not so much now. A hats off to all the female trainers and all the weight training um, the industry has promoted strong women and the fact that we need to work on that to create a more healthy body. And it can be whatever the person needs rather than, you know, hamming in a cookie cutter uh, thing down your throat. That's not going to work. But individualistic uh, type of a fitness uh you know, scheduling can happen and women can still live a, a wonderful life without having to be uncomfortable. That is amazing. Okay. So I, we have so many things to talk about. This is absolutely thrilling. So I checked out your website and I, I read a testimonial that said, coach Hema is a magician. I finally get up without pain like everyone else. And I thought, wow, that is, that is beautiful. So the, the proof is in the pudding. The proof is that it is working for people. So would you walk us through what it is that you do, the techniques, and, and how do you help people get over pain? And I, I do have a question. Is this mostly pain from, from the workout? Like we try to work out and so it hurts us because we're older than we were? Or is this pain like just chronic pain? Because I have friends who deal with chronic pain and that is a huge issue. So, I mean, can it help with that as well? Or is it mostly just you worked out and you're really sore and this is how to fix it? Well, it's many categories, but you're right. We can divide pain uh, that a person experiences. Like, let's just stick to the demographic woman over 50 and say, okay, we have pain from the fact that like this one client, she, uh, the one client that did write that testimonial, she actually fell off a skidoo um, and many in her youth. So this is one category of pain I deal with is at a very early age, they'll have an injury very innocuous at the time in the sense that they're so young that they can just get themselves out. And of course, they're going to go to the doctor and do all this stuff. But then the remnants of that may not affect them as much. And that might rear its ugly head 30 years down the road or 20 years down the road, whatever the case may be. One day they get up and they go, I have this nagging neck and shoulder that will not let me live a happy life. I'm obstructed by that pain. And it just gets in my way. I'm not normal. I'm not enjoying life. It's just a horrible situation. That's what I can help them with because that is an unattended historical injury that has left scar tissue and the remnant and they weren't addressed. So there's lots to say about that category, but I want to like a, like if someone had an accident, a car accident or anything, would that help with that sort of thing as well? 
Yes, okay. it will definitely help with it's a physical uh, trauma of some kind, something. That's that right. Okay. That's right. A physical kind of uh, they have to have had some accident uh, where they've actually done something. For example, runner's knees, um, you know, and uh, skiers, uh, any time of golf injuries, tennis injuries, um, those kinds of things are, are fixable to a certain extent. There's lots of work to be done. It's not a snapping of your magic wand, like she said, but it does sound like a magician. I know because um, the, they're non-traditional techniques. I have a yoga therapy background in yoga. Uh, so it's a very deep university degree rather than a, than a, than a weekend certification type of level. So it's a very <laughs> deep knowledge, you know, not to deny that's any, uh, that doesn't help it. Everything helps. But it's just that, you know, going that step further helps assist me to help the client faster with non-traditional techniques. And I can, that's what happened. Uh, for example, childbirth, you know, a lot of moms will, uh, will <laughs> can attest to the fact that hips kind of do their dance when, when you have childbirth. And so I'll have a lot of younger clientele, not in the specific demographic that I currently service, but a lot of younger people also will ask me to just get them out of pain jail uh, with, you know, that, uh, you know, kind of uh, whatever it is with mom. Moms are like a demographic where you know what's happening. First of all, there's the childbirth, but after that, there's also the carrying. They prefer one side. So they'll do the auto response of the carrying of the child on one side. And so the hips try to, to do their dance. This is a common one that I see. And I know the methodology to fix it. Now, the third category you talked about, which is like chronic fatigue syndromes or uh, fibromyalgia. Now, those are uh, a different training. They, they are uh, in a sense, I wouldn't say fixable in the sense that I can just do this magic wand thing. Um, they're more of a long-term solution uh, that is that enables the client to live their day with less pain than they would had they not followed these remedial uh, strategies. So that's a third category of pain that I deal, that I can, you know, help fix. Um, but uh, all of them require a buy-in from the client. So they, you know, having known me and my uh, knowledge base and the fact that I have a client list now, which is uh, rather long because I've been in business for so long. So that helps create that credibility and the buy-in factor. So they can meet me because there's a, um, a requirement that the client have to practice every day certain strategies or minimum amount of strategies, at least have a 15 minute self-care routine yeah, that helps me help them. Okay. That's fascinating. Yeah. And I love that you talk about buy-in because this is the, the, the person has to do the work. You can't do the work for them. And I understand you use a combination of three things and that's the yoga, yes. the weight training and stress management. So it is, it's, it's a whole body. You're using your body and, and that magic of yoga, which still is a mystery to me of why it accomplishes all of the things that it does. Maybe you can yes. enlighten us. Why does it work so well? <laughs> Well, so yoga goes to the jugular, it goes right to the heart of the matter. And we know in, in life that everyone has issues, issues are part of being human. And I think that if, you know, if we denied that, that would be 
more work for us. So the first place we have to start is to say that being human comes with this issue bucket load. So you're sitting on uh, a lot of things that we have to work on. And what yoga does is just dig through all of that. Now, when I say yoga, I have to kind of preamble it with the fact that when the original yoga from India came over the pond here to this continent, it lost some of its original healing properties and it was transported into this exercise program, um, kind of like a, a Baskin Robbins flavor 37, you know, that kind of thing. Yes. Um, what was it originally? What's different? What did we, what did we change? Yeah. So the original yoga, which is what I studied, which is what people, let's say on the Himalaya sitting there will practice, that original one, uh, first of all, didn't have any names. It was just called Hatha Yoga. That's its only name, there's only one. The original yoga is only one. And so these flavors came about because of the modernization of the fact that it had to fit into this um, exercise program type thing where people need to keep calling things different name so that there is a you know a buy-in from the from their clientele so you know making it into an exercise program changes the whole way of of actually teaching yoga but the original one uh dealt with a deep practice and the instructor you can't just walk in do this class like a teaching certification and be authorized to teach in order to teach that style of yoga you have to be that and your teacher has who is probably a, you know not probably your teacher is a very advanced person you know light years ahead of you and has been in the yoga practice for a lot longer than you could be at that age that you start and then they will let you uh let you know when you are ready and it's not a black and white they kind of have to see where you're coming from you have to be the yoga it's not Yoga means joining, and we already know that. Everybody knows that. That's a, that's a common knowledge. But what is it you're joining is that your sense of being, in other words, from the time you get up uh, to the time you get up again, the 24-7, even in your sleep, you have to be yoga. That integrated personality has to shine in every cell of your body. Then you are allowed to teach. Um, and so that's a very different definition than going through asana practice and this breathing practice and just teaching it as a textbook. Now, if I started weight training, um, I don't have to be, um, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger. I can just learn the anatomy. I can learn the technique. I can learn what to watch for in a client. I can understand programming, how to program for different sections of the population, depending on their goals. I can watch for injuries. All of that is textbook knowledge. I should have it and I should know it cold, but that's still in a textbook. I don't have to walk and talk with a dumbbell in my ear. But when you're into this, this particular practice of yoga and yoga therapy that I study is more the being and the being has to be transformed into someone who can heal based on their deep knowledge of, of yoga. So it's different than assigning, okay, you do this asana, you do this breathing sequence, you're good to go. It's almost like when I teach a class, I'm almost transferring that level of being into the class just by my presence and my direction. Of course, it's still a class where I'm standing here and they're standing there and watching me trying to do uh, follow my instructions. But for example, almost 90% of the 
people in my yoga classes are people who hate yoga. Oh. Uh, and yeah, and they came in uh, as a fluke because they heard about a yoga class, either at work because it's a workplace yoga or the, there's somebody, their friend dragged them in. You got to go. You got to see this class. Or I had a lot of wives drag their husbands in. You got to come. It's not like a regular class. No, no, you'll love it. No, no, we're not doing all that. You know, they call it crazy stuff. So typical. <laughs> yeah. Typically, what does it look like, Heyman? You're, you're, you're tantalizing me. And I'm just like, <laughs> what is it then? If it's not this and it's not that and it's not everything <laughs> well, that I think it is, what is it? It's a, it's a class where people um, solve their problems. Uh, they come in with whatever issues they have. And then whatever issues are ailing them at the beginning of the class, I guess magically I lead them to be quiet for a the first time in their day. I think that's what basically it amounts to if I wanted to sum it up. I mean, so obviously it's more than that in an hour, of course, but my uh, instructions enable them to clear out whatever it is that is uh, bothering them. It's a loose uh, explanation of it is that if it's, if there's something an issue that's bothering them. So let's let's zero back, like backtrack a little bit to the pain issue and the stress issue. Okay. Pain and stress are the same in different manifestations. Now uh, that's the yoga theory, and that's why how I can use it in my in my practice of, with clients. But the thing is that both of them hinge on this one simple principle: the body is stress free and pain free when all the moving parts work as advertised. So if you have a table and there's a wobbly leg, we're gonna know immediately, as soon as we put some, like a computer on it or something significant, like a heavy book, we'll know right away. We know what leg to fix, away we go, fix it, move on. But in the body, there's millions of seen and unseen parts because thoughts are also parts. Mm -hmm. So thoughts and feelings, we just can't go, hey, there is a bad thought that's not helping me. Let's take that out, put it aside and move on. We can't do that. We have to go, okay, world, stop for a second. I'm not thinking about you. I'm gonna think about me right now. Now, how many people even do that for one second in the day, right? Very, very few even can stop, like the luxury of stopping, right? Because go, go, go. Um, even in your sleep, your mind's racing with what you gotta do, what you're feeling, what you're thinking. So I think that that's where it comes from. I first enable them to stop, but I, I get a sense of the class and each class is totally different. So depending upon what the class, even the same participants will come to the, each class with different stuff. And so I get a feel for how, who's doing what, who needs what. And it's amazing after the class, I'll always get a text from participants saying, how'd you know my hips were whacked out today? Ah, oh, all the stuff was good. I feel amazing. I can walk and nothing's hurting. How'd you do that? How'd you know? Well, I just know because from my years of practice, I watched the body. It's really not magic. If you have that knowledge of A, anatomy, B, a lot of yoga uh, style, how the body moves. If you have deep empathy for people, also a feel for where they're at, you get a sense, you watch their bodies. And even through the video now, when I'm doing it online, I get a sense for where people are and the tail, the class gets tailored to, okay, I see somebody's shoulders. Let's do shoulders today, a little bit of more shoulder. And then I'll get the text right away. I was bingo right on. I, you know, somebody will say, how did you know my shoulder like 
got, got tweaked when I picked up groceries today for some odd reason and you fixed it, yay, you know. So, I mean, it's just, it's really not rocket science in that sense, although that's what I've trained on as a rocket scientist. But the thing is that it does come up together if you just put everything together and you feel your way through the training. I think that, you know, you, you just try to get away from that cookie cutter textbook type of doling out of information and start treating the client as a human being who's coming with one or two moving parts, not working as they should. So you're like Sherlock Holmes when you get into the room with the client um, and now through the video, it doesn't matter. The point is you have to be that scientific mind. Who's not doing their job in your body? Who's whacking you out? Like who's causing the pain? Who's ringing that doorbell saying, me, it's me, it's me. And then you just through their warm up, you know, even people who don't want to do any kind of, I don't want to do any breathing today. I don't want to close my eyes today. I don't want to do, okay, fine, don't. Let me go through the warm up with you and I'll watch your body and I can tell you where you need to fix stuff. So sometimes they will even uh, voluntarily, after their warm up, they'll say, oh, I had this, you know, disagreement all day. I was talking on the phone with my, you know, whoever and the office and they wouldn't listen to me. I said, uh, you know, bingo. Okay. You know what? Let's do a, a breathing exercise where you have to start counting and maybe you won't think of that thing that's bothering you. And lo and behold, it always, you know, distracts them for that time. They've bought themselves some time from treading water. They're now a little calmer and, and, so, you know, uh, with time, they will, you know, ferret themselves out of that problem. I will just lead them through the solution, you know, and I think, uh, that pain or that disagreement with that person went into your back. Okay, you know what? We're going to do some rehab exercise for your back. And so that's another thing. I've studied a lot of rehab training uh, that you know are presented in a lot of methodologies are there. So I tried to get certified in a few of those and try to uh, study those. So it's just combining, as you pointed out, all of that. And nutrition plays a factor, sleep, hydration, but not in the regular sense. You know. I think a lot of stuff is dumbed down. Like when you say hydration, people think, oh, I'm drinking eight glasses of water, I'm good. You know, that's not hydration. Hydration is paying attention to it, not just guzzling water. Pay what do you mean? Hydration means how do I feel? Hydration means how do I feel? So that's beyond am I thirsty? How do <laughs> I feel? Now, people don't recognize when they're dehydrated. So how, what, what, do you, what do you mean? What does it feel yeah. So, but yeah, it's an excellent question. I mean, because by the time you're thirsty, you're dehydrated. That's that's a scientific fact. By the time you're hungry, you should have eaten a while ago. It means your cells waited a little while longer because they were going to give you the benefit of the death before they started complaining. <laughs> She's going to get around to it. Yeah, yeah, I think she knows what to do. No, no, she's not doing it. Okay, now we're going to start growling in her stomach because she's, you know, is way beyond. <laughs> so it's already beyond the time. So what do I mean by all of this is a uh, preemptive strike means the person has to take a self-care attitude. So if I'm uh, someone who's trying to just take care of myself to prevent pain from arising, prevent stress from manifesting, and we always have stress, that goes with the human being, whatever age, whatever you are, stress and a human body go together. But man managing it and manifesting it are two different, you know, those are different things. You don't want to manifest the stress in some body part. You don't want to manifest it in your being, your sense of being. So if you're confused or 
you know, if your temperature is going up or if a, a muscle is, is complaining, that's just a sign of a manifestation of stress. Something's not happy. And it could be a thought. It could be a feeling. You could be sad about something. You could even be happy about something and not just allow yourself to feel that. There's a lot of stuff going on in, in, the, in, the, in this thing up here, you know, and that's really uh, where it starts. But the point being is that if you develop a self-care routine, and this is what I teach my clients to do, is that a lot of the problems can't go away of their own self because you've developed this conversation with yourself saying, I got up and I'm spending half an hour, no matter what fires I have to put out today and what whoever needs my attention right away, I'm going to take half an hour and maybe I'll get up a half an hour earlier. Whatever the case may be, I've carved out that time for myself to do, you know, maybe I'm going to do a meditation practice. Maybe I'm going to do some yoga asana, some stretching, if you want to call it that, some breathing practices. Maybe I'll do some foam rolling. Maybe I'll do some spiky ball on the feet because I have foot issues and my trainer told me to do that and put that all into like a 15 minute routine and make that uh, a self-care kind of a ritual because that is a language. That's almost like spending 15 minutes with your body saying, you know, I want you to do this dance with me. Don't give me any surprises. I'm here for you. I'm paying attention. Don't knock on the door unless you know, you really have something to tell me, please tell me, you know, I'm listening. What do you want to tell me? What's bothering you? You know, and through that, maybe quiet time. And the other part of this equation is that all of these practices have taken on a kind of a negative tonality because they've, you know, the word yoga, for example, as I said, that one client said, yoga was a bad word for me. And that that's on my website to that testimonial. Um, yoga is a bad word. So what did they, I, I don't remember that one. What did they say? They said, until I met Dr. Hema, yoga was a bad word for me. And, uh, and then I, you know, found out what it was all about. And so they had, again, gone through these uh, yoga classes, which, you know, in quotation marks, which, you know, they're, I'm not saying that they're not, no, not a good thing. Any kind of a movement thing is good. May not have been the best thing for that person. And maybe it should not have been called yoga. It should be maybe called modified by the word Western yoga because the original one doesn't have any of those things which people call, you know. Uh, like the poses crazy. and all that stuff. None of that. Is <laughs> yeah. I mean, the Cirque du Soleil kind of attitude that follows the yoga you know, modality of exercise you know, and then the the whole uh, apparel thing that goes along with it. I mean, it's kind of delegated to the skinny women with the tights. It kind of got delegated to that. Same thing with meditation. That got a bad name because of, you know, the practitioners initially, I think, had some kind of a, a, kind of a, a fringe personality or had some other kind of, uh, you know, kind of a, a, a demographic that they couldn't identify with. But the word meditation means measuring your mind. Really? Yeah. And so I can be sitting here talking to you doing meditation. Why? Because I'm self-aware. I'm aware of how I'm thinking, how I'm feeling. I'm connected with who I am. And that's part of the yoga uh, theory. The fact that, you know, when you sit for meditation. And again, that's another thing. No cross leg does not mean meditation. You don't have to sit in a certain posture and be uncomfortable that whole drama of the added baggage of these things, <laughs> you know, they got. 
got attached to my mind here, Hema. So you mentioned a couple times, and I do remember reading it, that you do some online things because I'm quite a ways from, from Ottawa. So how, how do I access you online? What do you have available online? Do you have videos? Because I, I apparently I have never seen yoga, the, the real <laughs> yoga. I, I've never seen it. Right. Um, and, and Western yoga that I did not know. I didn't know was Westernized yoga. I, so yeah. I, what have you got? Okay, good question. So I don't uh, tend to put out a lot of yoga with videos in that sense because of the personalized nature of the class. It just becomes very intimate, me and, and the students. However, um, I do have a channel uh, Shanti Fitness on YouTube, where I talk about the theory of how breathing can happen. And my book, the one that you mentioned, Professional Women's Guide to Handling Stress, gives a lot of practical practices that one can do in very detailed description of how each exercise can happen. And that's part of the yoga cycle. And on my, yes. To me, this is a physical thing and it takes, I mean, I need to experience it. Yes. Or- or have a visual experience with it. I, I, I think right. I have a hard time reading it and then translating that into doing the movements correctly. Totally understand that. So, and my other website where I have the actual, um, the pay for the class button, it's called getchanty.ca, which is the square website where people buy the program. So the .com, getchanty.com is where I describe all of my downloads, get people to... Uh, if they're interested, uh, get their newsletter availability that they can sign up for or get the mobility program, for example, the six day mobility. Does that program. have a link to the other one or a button? Yes, it does. Okay. Yes. So like yes. A- so exactly. So we'll be able to go to getchanty.ca. And okay. if they do, there's a menu system there where they can actually um, uh, get a four week program with me uh, that I can mail to them with a video. Um, but that's mostly weight training, but if they want to have a class with me, then that they can contact me and we'll set that up. Okay. So there's a menu of, of where we have to be there at the same time, or, or is it like a, a whole bunch of people at the same time? Oh, okay. Well, there's two choices. One is that the one-on-one with me, uh, and the second choice is that there is a class, but it mostly it's full of the people that were uh, shut down from the from the shutdown from 2020. So they all piled into one big class. Uh, it was not my intention to do that. I was actually going to just not uh, teach that in that format. I was going to transfer it to take it into part of my one-on-one personal training sessions. So I was going to kind of transfer it that way. But on mass, I got all these emails uh, at the end of 2020. I got a lot of emails from people saying, we tried to do it on our own, but I think we need Dr. Hema back. Right, right. I could, so I could. in 2021, I started setting up a once a week uh, or twice a week, depending upon how many people were, were interested in continuing and doing that. So I tried to pile them all into, you know, as much as my bandwidth of my computer would allow. Uh, <laughs> to put them all into a class but mostly you know because of the nature of the beast here's how it normally goes now that I've described the modality in which you can access me um, and also on my getchanty.com website there is a contact me and we'll work something out I mean there's a lot of menus that I have on the on the square site where you can buy like a a four-week workout that I will send you and that's a one-time deal 
uh, after interviewing you, of course, because I want to know what you need. But there's also a uh, the most popular one is the check in workout. It's called I do a, an interview with the client for an hour, figure out all their needs. What is the pain that I need to figure out that the solution? What do they need? I put that all into a package. I go through it once with them in a half an hour kind of a sequence. And then I do a weekly check in to see if those need tweaking or if they've been able to do. They all come with videos, so they're never going to be lost. They'll all have us have a video and they have free access to me through text or email. If something is going south right away, they should be able to say, no, that particular thing on that page, don't get it. And then I'll set up a call with them video. I mean, I'm really, I, I take care of them. You know, it's not ever going to be, a, oh, well, I, you know, bought this package and I know, I don't know what to do. So it's never going to be like that. And then there's the in your face package where every day they get to see me, you know, they get to talk to me at some point and I keep on their case. And this is for uh, the clientele in that package are basically uh, executives who just really pay for me being with their personnel, you know, in their life basically. And uh, because they just don't have the availability to schedule a chunk of time unless it's in their schedule. So just schedule it with me. I'm in their face. And basically that's how I describe it um, to keep them on, uh, on the stress-free path and whatever it takes for that day. So it may change from day to day. So that's another thing I have to think on the fly. Oh, I have 15 minutes today. I have a client coming in. I'm between meetings. I'm burnt. Can you re-energize me? Yes. Let's do a, a small breathing exercise and I'll lead you through a meditation. And that's what I mean by in your face, like I'm accessible to them they'll schedule that with me through that program. So that's, that's the uh, range of things, but not to, you know, if somebody needs a, a one-on, those are available to just contact me. Um, but, you know, I do have the Shanti Fitness website, uh, YouTube channel. So there I'm trying to put in more of those remedial pain uh, adjusting kind of methodologies that I've been using with other people. But a lot of them uh, really just come up to, uh, if I could boil it down to one thing, is to motivate the client to do self-care. You know, think about yourself, stop the world, stop servicing the world. And that's what women do the best. We're amazing. Everyone out there, is there anybody else before you even talk about yourself? Oh, I needed water an hour ago. I completely forgot about that. But, you know, hey, is there anybody out there that needs me? Because I'm here. I can, you know, do whatever it is you need. But what about the good old me, you know? So that daily self-care, that, you know, goes a long way. Uh, it's amazing when people start doing that. And that's another thing, the accountability. I have to kind of remind them every day. Did you do your accountability? So I set up accountability tracking sheets. Um, that they can go click off, that they've done that sequence of things, whatever it is for them. And they will, you know, and they know that my eyeballs are on it. So um, <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to check up, you know, what, well, what, you know, and, but I'm really understanding of women's lifestyles. You know, what came down? What came down that prevented you from doing it? You had two days and then there was nothing. What happened? And then they'll, they'll tell me the, you know, the incident. And I just try to work around it. You know, it can be done at any time. So then, Solve your problem, put out the fire, and guess what you're going to do then? You're going to take five minutes to, to do a breathing exercise, you know, and it's amazing how the rubber hits the road, but it is amazing how the rubber hits the road in, in a big way. Pain sometimes can be 
diminished through breathing exercises. And it's simplistic as it sounds because a person suffering from chronic fatigue syndrome will just absolutely say, how can you, I'm breathing, I'm on fire. My body's on fire. How can you possibly do that? But I have seen it. I have taught yoga to a fibromyalgia uh, category of clientele. We had about 10 in a special class just for them. And I think I was the only instructor who was qualified, who had you know all of that background to be able to conduct a class because that's a very difficult class to conduct. And you have to be very empathic, very understanding and really be gentle and props. You know, you have to start searching for props. And I was put into a, a utility room and I just, my eyes were like trying to find things that they could hold on to, to use as guides so that they can guide themselves proprioception is a very big thing in fitness. You have to know where you are with respect to your body, your muscles, and the world around you. That's a huge thing. We take it for granted. You know, walk into the room, you don't bump into the sofa. You know, you, you know to go around it. But that's a huge thing. You're seeing it. You're po- uh, kind of passing that information to yourself. You're processing where all the things are in the room, your space, where you need to go. That's, if you had to write that into a computer program, it would be very long, but your brain does it instantaneously. But some people, I know some people don't have that. And, you know, that's where pain comes in. When pain comes in, it shunts some of those senses. And, you know, they're working with limited ability to process the world around them. So pain can be traced to a non-working something. What is it that's not working? And that's really my Sherlock Holmes uh, personality that I have to really figure that out. And I, I find great joy in doing that. And I, I'm really at it. And I've been pretty successful. So I feel like that's something that can be done in most of the cases. Now, sometimes you are left with a remnant that you have to kind of solve on your own. Being that self-care person, you have to kind of take that train and run with it. You know, you have to do the job. Um, but I can indicate, and I know when it rears its ugly head again, I can always trace it to a lack of self-care. Oh, I forgot to do this today. Uh, Well, you know, and then that's what you're left with. So those are some of the methodologies. And yeah, definitely people can to answer to that point. You know, they can just on the getchanty.com, you know, talk to me, contact me, and I will figure something out. You know, there's always a, there's always a way out of every solution, at least to get you through the day without feeling like, Oh, I'm delegated to the chair. I can't enjoy the party. I, you know, can't go or can't do this. Can't, you know, I don't want to hear that. I can, I can get people back into the enjoying life modality for sure. At least for those time, you know, the time period that they need. (laughs) It is amazing. So thank you for studying and using your expertise to be able to help other people to be able to enjoy their lives and For for visiting with me today. This has been enlightening. Yes. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. In closing, I'd like to share a quote by George Orwell. He said, of pain, you could only wish one thing, that it should stop. Nothing in the world was so bad as physical pain. In the face of pain, there are no heroes. If you're experiencing pain, I invite you to try some of Hamas' tips and techniques and to include self-care so that you can get rid of pain and enjoy life. See you next time on Linda's Corner.